listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss the various topics in today's animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. And you're locked into another episode of the Analuya podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined with my lovely wife, Rebecca. Hey guys, good to be here. And we've got uh, the, the different thing that we're doing this time. This is going to be the uh, first part in a three-part series that we are going to kind of dive into and analyze and discuss. But before we get into that, we have some exciting news. Becca is now the proud owner of a, well, new-ish car. Ah, yes, yes. We just purchased a car. Very exciting. It's nice to have a, uh, a larger car because I was driving a um, like a two-door car that was pretty small. So I'm glad to have a bigger four-door car. Right, because you have the BMW. Now we have a good old reliable Honda CRV. Woohoo! Yep, 2016 guy. It's got all the bells and whistles, so we're we're happy about that. It's a nice car. It drives really smoothly and mm-hmm. it's got a sunroof and a lot of storage uh, trunk space. So yeah. Yeah, very exciting. Nice nice to have a family car now. Well, at least I can I can actually take the dogs like to daycare or wherever. Or haul stuff around in general because before i couldn't i had like no space poor ginger she's she's huge and um yeah she she did not like getting in that small car <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm you know we need to take them on a car ride we haven't done that yet we do we need to get that um oh what do you call uh like tarp or covering covering for the oh yeah the the cover for the seats for the pet, right, that pet cover strap on the hook onto the uh, headrest yeah we would definitely protect the seats all right. Well, new car stuff aside, we are doing a princess movie. Yay! Uh, this is, our, is this our first princess movie? I believe so. Well, I mean, no, no, no. The, well, well, the I first, guess technically, well, the first Swan Princess yeah, is a princess movie, right? The first, the first Disney yeah, princess. Correct. Correct. And what better way to start than with good old 1950s Cinderella? Oh yeah, the OG. Yes, good old Cinderella. And throughout history, there have been many different versions of Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Especially the live-action remakes. Gosh, there was Cinderella Story, another Cinderella Story, Cinderella Remix. You got got all those. Yeah, my favorite, though, I got to say is the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella with Brandy and, um, oh my gosh, what's her name? The Fairy Godmother. Oh, Whitney Houston. Thank you, Whitney Houston. That's my favorite version. Now, Amazon Prime did come out with, I think it was last week at the time of this recording, with a new Cinderella. Now, I did go ahead and preview it. You did. Just watched a few scenes. And it's not original music. What they did is they did popular choreography of today and then put it back in that time frame of when Cinderella took place. And it was basically just like cover songs done by different artists. Oh, okay. I wasn't that impressed. Yeah interesting yeah didn't did you hear in that in that little clip that you just played that they were saying um you're as lovely as your name sounds and i mean it's kind of like a backhanded compliment maybe oh well uh 
maybe <laughs> no but i mean like cinderella the reason her i mean traditionally the reason her name is that is because she liked to sleep by the fire right so it was more of a derogatory t- term cinderella. right she'll get all the cinders like on her right. face or something like that or yeah so i mean that's not really it's not really a positive name um well i mean there is not a lot of positives uh, well that's true so which we'll, true. we'll get to but as always, I want to give you the technical specifications. Again, this came out in 1950, rated G, and this is one of the classics of one of the, one of, if not the first, animated film that Disney put out. No, it was not the first. I'm pretty sure. I said, if not oh, one sorry. of the first. I think Snow White was the first. Yeah, Snow White full was length the first. feature film. Right, right, and this is regarded as one of the classics, and that's. <laughs> pretty much it so we're going to be talking about a couple of different points uh becca has one main point that she'll talk about and i'll have a couple uh becca what is going to be your main point um with our analysis well i really wanted to focus on i mean there's so many different directions that we could go with this but i wanted to focus on how cinderella depended on others outside of herself for help i guess like she relied on others to help her get out of the situation and somewhat similar <laughs> we are to be um Christ- as christians we're we're to be fully dependent on god and trusting him for not on people um so it's more of like we're not to be tr- we don't need to be trusting other people to take care of us we're supposed to be relying on God no matter and trusting in him and his sovereignty no matter what the situation is. And for my part, I'll be kind of touching a little bit on the parental manipulation, which we kind of touched on in last week's episode of Fruits Basket, but also discussing Cinderella's characteristics as a whole um, to what how she's treated and how she reacts to it. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh my goodness. Watching this movie again, <laughs> I've got a lot of comments in general. <laughs> and you were saying when we were watching it, well, after we watched it, it was a lot funnier than we remembered. I don't know. That's just because we didn't find a lot of the humor when we were kids watching it, or now that we're adults, we appreciate more of the, you know, subtle jokes in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, they weren't even that subtle, though. They, <laughs> they were just like slapstick, hilarious things that happened. Like the king, he's hilarious. Oh my goodness. So funny where the uh, one thing that sticks out to me in my mind is when the um, I don't know. What is he? The royal advisor person? Oh, the Grand Duke. The Grand Duke. Oh, yes. Um, So the Grand Duke is like, sir, please be patient. And he's like, I am patient. Your blood pressure. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's me sometimes. I am patient. (laughs) Like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) You need to work on that character quality. And in case you never took a literature class or you never took a middle school, high school English course, which I don't know why, I know it's probably required in all school systems. <laughs> yes. Here's a little bit of a synopsis about Cinderella. And to give you a brief synopsis of the story of Cinderella, Cinderella grew up with her father for most of her life and her father decided that she needed a mother figure. So he remarried the new stepmother came with two stepsisters shortly thereafter the remarriage cinderella's father passed away after his passing the true colors of the stepsisters and the stepmother shone very vibrantly and they were not very nice and basically made cinderella 
Aisley, the servant. She does all the housework, all the laundry, cleaning, you name it. She does it. They do zip silch. Nada. And then one day, it is announced that the prince is getting a ball. And Cinderella desperately wants to go. And the stepmother cuts up a scheme. So, oh, you can go if mm. you do all the housework, you get it all done, and you find something suitable to wear other than those ugly rags. It reminds me of, <laughs> when you said that, it reminds me of Hercules. You're like, if if it's good i know and that, <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly what i what i saw i saw pain and panic <laughs> yeah. with uh anastasia and drazilla we're like oh if yeah exactly exactly and of course the set sisters foil cinderella's plans by ripping her dress and her accessories just out of sheer hatred of her and of course what all princesses do she runs out of the house and just goes to cry on a seat or a, near a fountain or whatever it was a bench outside yeah but the fairy godmother comes and says oh dear child it's gonna be okay and so the fairy godmother just whips up a beautiful gown and makes the nice horses and the dog coachman along with the horse and she gives cinderella of course her signature, which is the glass slithers, which are not practical when you think about it. No. No, they are not practical. I don't understand this obsession with, like, the glass slippers. Why? Why did the the Grimm brothers say that she had glass slippers? I don't understand. Of course, they also said that, um, you know, the, the stepsisters cut off their feet in half to be able to fit their <laughs> to fit their feet into the shoes. They would have turned and they wanted the friends. Oh, man. That's rough. And that's kind of the story there. So let's kind of get into our analysis. And before we get into our analysis, earlier I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is part one of a three-part series. The reason being is Disney has three movies dedicated to Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella two, Cinderella. Sorry, one becomes one comes before two. <laughs> yeah, Cinderella. Cinderella 2 and Cinderella 3, a twist in time. So for the next few episodes, we'll be focusing on Cinderella. So we're going to start off with my analysis of Cinderella as a character. With Cinderella, she's very hopeful all the time. Like, the gray, dark clouds are coming. They're going to ruin the day. But you know what? I'm not going to let that ruin my day. I'm just going to push on through. Which is an awesome trait to have. But it's not practical all the time. Well, I mean, you know, you can't live there forever. Right. Well, you can be hope you can be hopeful without having your head up in the clouds. Correct. Right? I think a lot of times she's be, got her head up in the clouds. Yes, yeah, so you gotta be very level headed. You can't live in fantasy world or Disney world all the time, unless if you live there. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um I mean, even that first song that she sings. In your dreams, and someday your rainbow will come smiling through. No matter how your heart is green. And if you believe really hard, yes, your rainbow will come shining through. But that's not always how it works in reality. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, just like in the psalm by Cutlass, even if the healing doesn't come. That's right. And we still depend and rely on God, even though what we, you know, want to happen didn't happen. 
we still trust that he has the plan. And with Cinderella, she's kind of in kind of got into what you'll be talking about in just a few minutes but <laughs> Cinderella she's been dealt a pretty crappy hand I mean her she really has. dad died and now she's just being treated like crap by her stepmother and stepsisters yeah they really really are also the cat let's just talk about the cat yes for Lucifer a yes which He's is a fitting, awful. Fitting, fitting name fitting name it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he is awful. He's just, you know, I'm just going to, you know, you're sweeping and mopping the floors. I'm just going to put my paws in the dirt and dust. I'm going to just tramp around and mess up all the work he did. Mm. So not nice. But the stepmother is also probably equally as bad. She is just giving Cinderella just all the things to do. There's the large carpet in the main hall. Clean it. And the windows upstairs and down. Wash them. Oh, yes. And the tapestries and the draperies. But I just finished... Do them again. And don't forget the garden. Then scrub the terrace, sweep the halls and the stairs, clean the chimneys. And, of course, there's the mending and the sewing and the laundry. You know, and the butt kissing and all that <laughs> stuff you do. Uh, just, just, you know, do it all. Hey, build us a new cottage while you're at it. <laughs> they probably would have if they thought about it right and what does Cinderella do in most cases people would be like oh gosh this is I'm not doing that you know you know, screw you I'm not doing it and yet Cinderella in the face of adversity she just takes in her stride she does what she has to do has to not cause her trouble she doesn't want to rock the boat yeah why you know why does she stay she I wants know. i think she wants to have a sense of maybe belonging maybe family i guess so yeah staying for the family and that's aspect. the only family she's known aside from their dad true yeah i want to say she was she was pretty young i think when he died it seemed like he was she was like 12 or something 12 13 maybe mm-hmm. cinderella does offer she's the in my notes here she's just the epitome of probably hope and not just any old hope, everlasting hope. And as Christians, our everlasting hope does come from Christ. He is that eternal hope, that everlasting hope. It may not be feasible. I always had that eternal, that everlasting hope. Mm, absolutely. And that kind of goes into, and getting on the other point that I want to bring up, there's that parental manipulation from the stepmother, which her name is, it's never said that it's like Lady Tremaine, isn't it? Is it? I think so. The stepmother's name? Right. Interesting. Because, well, you had Drizella and Anastasia. Yeah, we know their names. But I think I've always, it's always been like Lady Tremaine, from what I've heard at least. Again, if you've heard differently or have a, another answer, you know, let us know. But it's like there's no care or regard for her well-being. Yeah, and I think the the character of the stepmother and the two stepsisters and juxtaposed to Cinderella's character as a person um, is really characterized, if I can say character again, <laughs> in the part of the story where they're singing that song, Sing Sweet Nightingale. Yes, and Drizella is doing a wonderful job about that. Yes. Oh, sing sweet nightingale, sing sweet Oh, sing sweet nightingale. 
Yeah. So you can tell just that or hear even in those voices that the stepsisters are, ooh, they don't sound very great because what's inside is not very great. And that's what's coming out. You're ugly on the outside and in the inside. That's, I mean, yes. <laughs> Thankfully, well, we'll talk about this in our next couple of episodes, but there is some character growth. Yes, in the sequels. And generally, I don't like sequels of Disney movies because they're on, they aren't always that great. Again, nothing can beat the originals, but with the Cinderella sequels, I will say it works. Well, with the third one, particularly. Second one, We'll see. We haven't watched it yet again. So, but. So we've kind of discussed Cinderella as a character and kind of her traits and whatnot. And they're very admirable traits, you know, being steadfast, being persistent in what she's got to do, being hopeful. Well, so, those are all of the positive traits. There are some. Yes, yeah, so and not so. We'll, we'll get to that kind of in our recommendation part of this. Are you sure? Yes. We can't say him now? No, no. Well, we, we gotta, uh. we gotta, we gotta, well, we gotta save that. <laughs> <laughs> but Rebecca, let's go ahead and get to your talking points. I mean, the biggest talking points here with Cinderella in regards to dependent, um, she, so Cinderella is so focused on someone outside of herself to help her. You know, that is humans she's she's relying on humans um even the supernatural actually so the mice end up making her dress which um i noticed this too when when the little mice were making the dress and they were like leave the sewing to the women that's just sexist <laughs> I was you'll like, get you'll get canceled today <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like oh i mean guys can sew too but i mean if you think about it the 1950s i will say i i, I was a pretty good sewer i took home neck in middle school yeah and god honest truth on that teacher said wow you can sew buttons for me anytime it's like oh good <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. It's been a while. I'm no seamstress. I can't I can't make you a toning jacket. Oh. Not Takamichi. <laughs> no, you mean uh what's it Mit Mitsuya? Uh Michiba. Michiba. Yeah, whatever his name is. So the mice are making the dress for her, so she has to depend on them to do that while the stepmother's making her clean and fix everything. And then when everything goes wrong, she ends up relying on the fairy godmother rather than just like I don't know, finding another dress or something. She could have done something on her own, but then she relies on the fairy godmother to make the dress and the carriage and the footmen and the horses and all of that. And, you know, focusing on the supernatural. She's also relying on the prince to take her away from the house and from the world that she lives in now. And, you know, as Christians, we're, we're not called to be dependent on any human, but rather fully reliant on God. It's like, I know I've mentioned this before, but that old little like, uh, 90s wristband thing that they used to give out of frog fully rely on God. <laughs> um, that's what it reminded me of here. It was part of the 90s team, is part of the 90s Christian starter pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Along with the WWJD and the Jesus is cool, but Mark. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you know, the a verse that I'm sort of holding on to for for this portion is proverbs 3 5 through 6 which says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths and that's what we're to do we don't rely on our own understanding and the circumstances that are around us you know god knows 
what's going on and he'll be there for us. He's he's bigger than us and he knows what he's doing, basically. So, you know, and a, a character in the Bible, if you want to do some more study about faith in particular, um, study Abraham. Abraham was very specifically called a man of faith in, uh, I realized in doing my study for this, um, Genesis 15, 6, which says that Abraham believed in God. So Abraham had faith and God credited to Abraham as righteousness. So he was called righteous. That is quoted so many times in the New Testament. It's very interesting. <laughs> I want to say it was like five or six times that I found it um, directly quoted in the New Testament in different places. But yeah, Abraham, he's he's an awesome guy to study. He trusted God enough to be willing to offer his son Isaac to God and obeyed him in that obedience is part of relying on God. And a lot of times it's hard to rely on God. And that is a form of obedience because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people in the Bible are like, so you're going to go to the top of the mountain and you're going to kill your son. Right. Yeah. Not only, not just any son, but the promised son, like God promised this son to Abraham in his old age. And then God said, go kill him. And Abraham was like, all right, cool. <laughs> You know, I read I read in one of the commentaries um, that it, it said Abraham believed that God would raise Isaac up from the dead. And that's why he was willing, because he believed in God that he would raise him up. And I was like, wow, that's that's so interesting. Must have been an awkward conversation down that mountain, though. I know, it really would have. <laughs> yeah, you're like, so dad, you were really willing to kill me? You were really going to do it, weren't you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay, this is not about Abraham, but I read in that same, um, it's Wilmington's Guide to the Bible, but in that same, that same commentary, it's, so they, they go through all of the patriarchs of the, the faith and, you know, there's Abraham and then obviously Isaac is Abraham's son. And in the beginning, in the beginning of the little blurb about Isaac, it was, he's, it said something about Isaac is known as the mediocre son of a great man and the mediocre father of a great man in Jacob. And I was like, oh, that's rough. <laughs> that's a far cry away from Miracle Child. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, sucks to be Isaac, man. Ooh. To be described in the commentary, yeah, you're mediocre. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You, you should just went full force and say, yeah, you're just ineffective. <laughs> and yet, I mean, he's he's still counted as a as a patriarch, uh, which I find interesting. With the whole obedience to God thing, mm -hmm. where do you think is the biggest weak point in that? Like, why do we have a hard time with obedience? Um, I, honestly, I think the biggest thing is that we live in a fallen world. That we are, you know. We're not. We're on this side of heaven, not on the next. And our flesh comes in and wants to do what it wants to do, um, which is just whatever is pleasurable, you know. And and seeking after those things, the things of the world, rather than um, the things of God, and that can hinder our obedience to Him. Because the things of this world are appealing. They're very nice, wrapped up, and oh, aren't they all so alluring? And there are good things that are also alluring but righteously alluring right and i think the more we you know we talked about even in church today pastor tim was saying that the more we we can't give out what we haven't received you know and if we haven't steeped in the grace of god we can't give grace out basically is what he was saying right if we haven't accepted grace 
or we don't have the grace or we don't yeah if we don't have it we can't give it out well yeah that that and i think even on a deeper level if we're not spending daily time with god or at least you know i mean yeah really it should be daily daily we should be in the word um reading reading his word the scriptures and journaling or talking to him or whatever it is that you do to spend time with god you know we can't give out what we haven't received and if we're not yeah if we're not steeping in love then we can't give it out it's like uh i think i've heard it before you know when you go through trials too and you know you're when you're wringing out a like a wet towel um and the wringing out is the the trial whatever is inside of you is going to come out and if you're not in the word of god and in his love then you know you'll get to see through a trial what's inside which I think, you know, bringing it back to Cinderella, that's what happened. She's been going through this trial, and when she's been squeezed and pressed, you see what she's made of. Mixed, mixed things. Mixed. I do believe <laughs> there is a level of strength in her character. I do. Yeah, I would agree. But her... But also stupidity. Uh, yes. Well, okay. Well, well, since since she brought up, we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> she's so stupid. I'll just say that. She's so dumb. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't take it. The part that I'm really thinking of is when uh they're they she's already gone to the ball and she hears the stepmother saying that the royal grand duke is coming to to try on the the slippers or whatever, the shoes for everyone and he'll be here soon. And she all of a sudden just gets this like glazed look over her face and <laughs> Just is like, oh, yes, I need to go change my clothes and I need to do these things. She has lost it, lost it. And it's like, and then she was so surprised that the stepmom locked her in her room. Yes. And about that, when Cinderella goes to the ball and she's all dolled up and everything, and the stepmother is like, she looks familiar. And the oh stepmother is like, yes, but I say, well, of course, you thought two and two together because she's just, you know, walked in daydreaming, da 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 da. And it's like, oh, so you were the girl. Yes, like have a little more tact, Cinderella. You knew what your stepmother was like. Why did you think you would be safe? <laughs> That's where her like flighty head in the clouds nature really comes out. It did her in. That was the downfall. Mm-hmm. It really did. Thankfully, though, she has little mice friends who uh, got the key for her and trudged it all the way upstairs so she could get out. Oh, gosh having to if being that size and having to go up first the first flight of stairs Ooh, yeah and then up to the attic where cinderella's bedroom <laughs> <Right>. was <laughs> gosh yeah i my where gus gus came in he was like Ugh! he like got all dizzy and spun around <laughs> that would have been my reaction like uh whoa that's too many stairs i also thought it was really interesting that she didn't even recognize the prince when they were dancing like she was just so again head in the clouds didn't realize that he was the prince and it made me think while we were watching it i was like wow how how often do we not recognize you know jesus in our lives and and how good things are and then we we run away <laughs> knowing 
you know, not knowing who we were just with, basically. Right. It's very disguised. There's a Bible verse or it's in a sermon or something like that where we're to show kindness and generosity to the homeless or those who are downtrodden because we may be entertaining angels. Mm, yeah. I don't know where that is, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's kind of that disguise. Like, you may be talking or listening to Jesus or helping him out. In the And somewhere in the Bible, it says, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. Mm. You, if you do this for the least of these, you'll also be doing it unto me. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So just a little food for thought. When you see somebody who's holding up a sign, and, and I know in today's culture, panhandling is very rampant, where it's just people may not be truthful, they may just, they may have a lavish life, or they may be doing all right, but yeah, every Saturday they go on the street corner, hold up a sign saying, need help or need food or whatever, and I know people are very skeptical. I've been guilty of that as well. It's hard sometimes to know. That's where discernment comes in, I think. Correct. With the, you do have to be discerning, and most of the time, maybe instead of giving them money if they're asking for food, perhaps invite them. It's like, hey, let's go in the store. I'll get you some food. We'll buy what you need. Yeah, different circumstances call for different things, and every has a different ministry so i did find it interesting too um the fairy godmother that some of the things that she said one of the things she said was that yeah go ahead and do that so uh so yeah the fairy godmother she said even miracles take a little time and i thought that was interesting that she would say that that even miracles take a little time it kind of reminds me of you know when when we pray and we ask God of things and he doesn't do it right away. Perhaps that's his response. Hey, even miracles take a little time sometimes. It's all in God's timing. Or he doesn't do it in the way that we think he should. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have our own preset ideas of what should happen. She also said when she was giving Cinderella the instructions um, of like, you know, you must by, yeah, by midnight, by midnight, she, you know, you, you must get out of there basically and she said uh like all dreams this too must end i thought that was pretty profound yeah it's kind of a downer a little bit (laughs) yeah i mean it can't last forever you know it's it's like what we were talking about in the beginning you know just a little bit ago um you know dreams are wonderful sometimes um but good and good things are wonderful but they they won't be around forever there will be trials there will be difficulties you know life is full of hills and valleys part of life learning to trust in god and to rely on god in the hills and the valleys is important yeah just not thinking for the good stuff that happens but as you said, thinking, thanking him in the trials and tribulations. And I know that is very hard for a lot of people. I don't see many people going around and saying, thank you so much. I, thank you for the flat tire that I got while I was driving. You know, thank you for overdrafting my bank account. Thank you. <laughs> right. Exactly. The last one may be more of a financial lesson on your part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that reminds me of James in the beginning of James where he's talking about Canada. Canada blessings when you go through trials. 
And when Cinderella is quote unquote rescued by her mice friends, um, the Duke, the Grand Duke has been there, you know, trying on the slither because the only solution to find who this mystery woman was was to take this glass slither all around the kingdom and find who fit the slither. Now, it's very unlikely, I'll say highly unlikely, <laughs> that no one, no other maiden in that kingdom had the same size foot yeah apparently cinderella had really small feet like a size five or something but possible I don't, I don't possible know. but the grand duke is about to leave and yet we have that last sliver of hope you are the only ladies of the household i hope uh, i presume there's no one else your grace quite so good day good day your grace your grace please wait may i try it on Oh, pay no attention to her. It's only Cinderella. Ah, scullery. From the kitchen. It's ridiculous. Impossible. She's out of her mind. Yes, yes, just an imaginative child. Madam, my orders were every maiden. Yeah, so uh, get to Stefan. We got, we, got, uh, we got work to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so the, the Grand Duke goes over and um, they're like, oh, wonderful, bring the shoe. Brings the shoe and like, a dummy it's glass so the stepmother <laughs> decides oh i'll just trip the guy and uh the shoe shatters and he's like no no no, no. this is terrible it's the king terrible. what would he say what would he do oh perhaps it would help oh no no, no. nothing can help now but i have the other slipper and then the, <gasps> the expression on the <gasps> oh my gosh that i think is my favorite part of the whole movie is the stepmother's face that <gasps> i even turned to josh while we were watching it and i was like oh my gosh this should be a meme <laughs> it's hilarious and i probably said it is a meme has been made into many memes but we can't seem to find them yeah that's so weird if you guys uh have memes that you found of this that stepmother's face please send them to us i want to see them Yes, you can email them to contact at com Or post it on our Facebook. Right. We love, yeah, DM us or post it on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. And that's going to wrap it up for part one of this series for Cinderella. Yes. Recommendation time. So with Cinderella, going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's a really good movie. Uh, always like the classics for Disney. So really liked it. Can't go wrong, you know, when you have an evening. And it's not really long. It's only like a little bit over an hour. I will say, though, it's a long lead-up time. I didn't realize this the first time, but it's a long lead-up time to like the pivotal moment. We don't even see the prince till like over an hour in. Yeah, that was surprising to me, too. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when we were watching it and um, I had Josh pause it when we finally saw the prince. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, yes, well over halfway through the movie there were only like 20 minutes left or something and the prince only speaks like four sentences that's it that's it and sings a song but you know whatever we don't count that really um yeah very strange i mean it truly is all about cinderella so what would be your recommendation kind of your rating or good very good um i i enjoyed it uh good i would say good maybe not very good 
but because it's a it's a funny cute little movie and um i enjoyed the funny slapstick things that happened bruno getting mad at um and chasing yeah lucifer, lucifer yeah and uh the little mice and they're singing and you know i enjoyed a lot of the slapstick funny things the king the king is hilarious oh my goodness and uh so i enjoyed a lot of that more than i remembered um more than i remembered so i mean i'd have to probably go with you and say i mean because i i'm gauging this too off of like would i watch it again um, how often am I going to be like, oh my gosh, we should watch Cinderella. It's so great. Probably not. Probably not going to say that. So if five is a, you know. No, 10. No, if five is like a medium, yeah, medium, you know, it was good. It's okay. Um, then I'd probably give this a six. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 yeah. You know, I didn't say seven. I would say six. Yeah. I, um. And I mean, and I did really enjoy it. Um, it it was way funnier than I remembered. But I'm generally not going to, you know, say, "Oh my gosh, we need to watch this again." Whereas with like Swan Princess, I'm like, "Yes, let's watch Swan Princess or Quest for Camelot or one of those." Which, if you haven't listened to those episodes, you should definitely go back and listen to those episodes. Yes, you'll notice a difference in quality because we were using a different setup in that time. But we definitely recommend that you listen to those early episodes. We had a lot of fun doing them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and Goofy Movie too. That one was a fun summer movie. Yes. Now, many of our listeners, I think, because right now a Goofy Movie has zero downloads according to the our metrics, our metrics for from our podcast hosting, and I'm really kind of saddened by that because <laughs> a Goofy Movie is one of my favorite Disney movies. It's it's a summer, a summer and less watch. Josh likes it so much that when we went to Disney World several years ago, uh, around Halloween time, he wanted to dress up as Max and Roxanne. And we did. And we did. And I don't think anybody knew who we were. Well, that's on them. <laughs> you had your big, like, Mickey uh, glove things. I did. I did. Where are those, by the way? They're probably in storage in a box somewhere. Well, no, not in that closet. Well, okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I just had that thought. Where is that? All that to say, I would encourage you to listen to the Goofy Movie episode of our podcast. We talk a lot about father issues and the father-son relationship, so I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it was a fun one. I enjoyed it. But last episode, we didn't do What Are We Watching because we didn't start a whole bunch of new stuff and we didn't watch really anything new. But this week, gosh darn it, we got some new stuff. <laughs> This is what we're watching this week. And as I said, we have been watching some new things. Yeah. So we recently re-upped our Netflix subscription because there was a whole lot of new documentaries and movies that are being put out that, you know, we said, hey, you know, that looks interesting. So one documentary that we watched was the new Bob the Ross documentary. And if you don't know who Bob the Ross is, weren't did you did you not watch PBS on like an afternoon, <laughs> a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning or a evening, afternoon, anything? I think most people know who Bob Ross is. Did you is. not have the Boss Ross Chia? No. <laughs> the Boss Ross Chia? No, 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 sorry, the Bob Ross uh, little <laughs> little miracle grow like Yes, I yeah. know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a really that was a good documentary. Yes, it gave a lot Some of perspective. Yeah, it gave a lot of perspective mm-hmm. on the history and the background. Yep. 
and kind of like the scandal that went on. Yeah, yeah. If you're interested in uh, Bob Ross, you should definitely take a take a watch. It was good. There's another documentary we just started too. Yes, we'll get to that in just a minute. For you anime lovers just like us, we've also started a couple new animes. We started the Helpful Thoughts Sanko, not Senku, but uh, Sanko. And it's just a very much slice of life kind of niche anime where this thoughts goes to help this um, adult probably in his 30s and because he's stressed out at work he works a lot and way too much and just have this you know quote-unquote aura around him that's just all dark and negative negativity and she's like you know what you need you need a home-cooked meal and it's like can i can i can i fluff your tail it's like maybe must (laughs) so apparently there's a some one of a quote-unquote fetish i'll say um for fluffy things (laughs) <laughs> they, see, they even got it's a, wholesome c- i c- promise c- <laughs> yes the, the fluff is everywhere they even have fluffy marked <laughs> the convenience store yep yeah that's a cute one and then what else did we start oh canon canon so if you're not familiar with what canon is if you've ever seen clan ad which i know it's very much it's a slow start you got to make it through six episodes before it really picks up but Canon, yeah, Canon is the same way because it was made by the same company who made Clanad. So we're almost all the way through that. Would recommend it if you are into slice of life, kind of like drama mm-hmm. um, type of anime, um, because there's uh, some mysteries that are going on in there and a lot of good backstory stories, very good character development. And the second documentary that we've been watching is Lula Rich. And this is a documentary that just premiered on Amazon Prime. I think it came out like September, uh, September 10th. Yeah. And it's got rave reviews on INDV. Like it's like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 8 out of 10. So everybody's raving about it. If you're not familiar with what this documentary is based off of, it's based off the multi-level marketing company LuLaRoe, which came under government scrutiny and a litigation and lawsuit in 2019 because of all the shady stuff that was going around there was inventory that smelled that was wet that was moldy and all the stock that people were buying was like not good and they couldn't sell it and many people went bankrupt people had to sell their homes they lost their home it's very tragic yeah so we're almost finished with that. We're, it's a total of one season, four episodes. Each episode is about 45 minutes to an hour. So It's very, it's intriguing for sure. Yes. And it kind of gives you like the psyche and kind of like a mindset of how those organizations work. Yeah. I find it's really interesting. They, the filmmakers even got the, um, the couple who created LuLaRoe. Yes, that is very interesting. I'm sure, I'm kind of wondering how they like spun that. It's like, oh, well, we're going to give you a chance to tell your side of the story. Well, I think that's exactly what they did. I mean, in, in the very beginning of the documentary, that's how it kind of starts off. Like the the interviewer person was saying, you know, are you, are you excited to be able to tell your side of the story as to what happened? But it's very much a big juxtaposition 
because they're like, oh yeah, it's great, and you know, we we thought of this company, and and they're profitable for us. And then on the other side, yeah, it was like, well, they yeah, they did all this stuff, and it was like if we weren't successful, it was all our fault. And like what these people knew about running a company, a million billion dollar company, was nothing. But again, that's uh, that is a discussion for another time. <laughs> yep. Well, we thought you had enjoyed this part one in our Cinderella series. Again, next week we'll be discussing part two with Cinderella 2. We encourage you to check us out on social media. We can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram is at Analuya Podcast. Twitter and Facebook at Analuya. And feel free to send us an email. We'd love to engage in discussion with you, hear your thoughts and things and comments. We can be reached at contact at analuja.com that's contact at a-n-i-l-u-j-a-h.com and we will see you guys next week bye thank you for listening to the analuja podcast be sure to check us out online at analuja.com there you'll find our weekly blog and a list of all our podcast episodes You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Join us next time on the Analuya Podcast.